Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. Yesterday, we talked about how the Department of Homeland Security warned us uh, in the coming months, they expect the threat environment to become more dynamic as several high profile events could be exploited to justify acts of violence against a range of possible targets. Those were those words. And like, my God, the threat environment. It's not even a COVID term. But their list of potential triggers for violence were a surge in migration at the Mexican border, the midterm elections. And, of course, the potential Supreme Court decision that will overturn Roe v. Wade. They also mention that the regular Homeland Security bulletins don't talk too much about foreign terrorists anymore. They talk about domestic violent extremists, which, in the words of DHS, now present the most pressing and potentially violent threat. So let's talk about the domestic violent extremists in our country that are the most pressing and potentially violent threats. And let's also talk about the guy who was stalking Brett Kavanaugh, because those are actually two separate groups. Now, I want you to put on your hypocrisy hats for this one, because it's going to blow your mind. A California man was arrested early today. He traveled from Simi Valley, home of, of the Reagan Library, to the home of Supreme Court Justice and noted party boy Brett Kavanaugh. He brought with him a gun, some burglary tools, and a plan to kill Kavanaugh in order to give his life a purpose. That's what prosecutors are alleging in their criminal complaint. His name was Nicholas John Orosky. He's 26. He took a taxi to Kavanaugh's home in Chevy Chase, Maryland, and he brought with him a Glock 17 handgun, a knife, pepper spray, zip ties, a nail punch, a crowbar, and a hammer. Did he bring all of those on the flight? We don't know yet. But he was arrested on the street one block from Justice Kavanaugh's home in Chevy Chase. Now, obviously, we do not endorse any kind of violence against anyone. We want to beat Brett Kavanaugh with basic morality and intelligence and decency and facts. The Washington Post broke the story, and they said that the initial evidence indicates he admitted to officers he was angry about the leaked draft of the Supreme Court opinion that will overturn Roe v. Wade. He was also mad about recent mass shootings, and he feared Kavanaugh would further weaken gun control laws. So naturally, you're mad about guns. Bring a gun to kill a guy. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I guess the NRA does advise us to arm ourselves against an oppressive government, right? So maybe he's just getting his NRA mailings. Attorney General Merrick Garland was so angry, I heard he tore the tassels off his loafers. He gave a statement today on the arrest of this gentleman who traveled across the country to kill Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh to show that gun violence is wrong. A2. This kind of behavior is obviously is behavior that we will not tolerate. Threats of violence and actual violence against the justices, of course, strike at the heart of our democracy. And we will do everything we can to prevent them and to hold people who do them accountable. For that reason, last month, I accelerated uh, the protection of all the justices' residences 24-7. Also last month, I met with the marshal of the court. I, I, I convened a meeting with her, as well as with the deputy director of the FBI, with the director of the marshal service, um, and with our own uh, law enforcement, our own uh, prosecutors, 
to ensure every degree of protection available as possible. Just yesterday, I met with Judge Salas uh, and uh, Judge Sullivan on the Judicial Security Committee of the Judicial Conference and assured them of our complete support for their efforts uh, with respect to judicial security. Now, obviously, the solution is arm the justices, right? I mean, that's what they want us to do with teachers. So let's let's strap some ARs onto the justices. Here's one for you, Alito. Elena Kagan, you get two. I mean, maybe just do some active shooter drills for the Supreme Court justices, right? That's the price of freedom. Patriot Channel tells me it's the price of freedom. You don't need special rights for protection. You know what? Maybe Brett Kavanaugh's house has too many doors. All the bullshit they've been handing us. But now, a Supreme Court justice might be in danger. Well, now the government's going to find solutions. By the way, I know some cops from Uvalde, Texas, who might be looking for work soon. Maybe they could guard him. Mr. Roski admitted to the feds that he traveled to break into Kavanaugh's home to kill Justice Kavanaugh and then take his own life. So look, no doubt, he is a deranged, threatening figure of the left. And boy, oh boy, did right-wing Twitter and Fox News have a field day. This guy was porn for the fascists in your life. But here's the thing. This 26-year-old is not the violent figure people need to be afraid of. I'll say it again. There are violent figures, violent extremists that we should fear. The Brett Kavanaugh stalker is not one of them. You see, he ditched the plan as soon as he arrived at Kavanaugh's house. He was captured by himself. He called 911 on himself after some marshals noticed him. And when they came, he immediately told them what his plans were. This alleged gunman, this alleged murderer, was mentally ill, and he called the cops on himself. He had a handgun, yes. It was unloaded. He was not taken down by crackerjack police work. He was not taken down by the extra security the Republican Party is telling us will save us all. No, the truly dangerous extremists are the same people in our Congress who won't enact domestic terrorism legislation. The same ones in our Congress who won't make it harder for deranged people to get their hands on mass kill machines. I mean, if America has a mental health problem, why do Republicans want Americans to have 20 million assault weapons? The truly dangerous extremists are the same people who are going to be telling you for the rest of this week that January 6th was merely an act of selfless patriotism. Mitch McConnell said this morning's disturbing reports are exactly why the Senate unanimously passed the Supreme Court security bill weeks ago. But House Democrats have inexplicably blocked it. House Dems need to stop their blockade and pass this uncontroversial bill today. In other words, Brett Kavanaugh's safety is more important than the lives of 19 school children. And by the way, the Senate unanimously passed the bill. Chris Coons, Democrat, was one of the bill's co-authors. McConnell, though, was just milking this thing so hard, my nipples hurt. He said this is exactly the kind of event that many fear the terrible breach of the court's rules and norms could fuel. Again, don't be mad that the streets are filled with guns. Don't be mad that the Supreme Court is going to take a right away from women. Be mad that it was leaked that the Supreme Court is going to take a right away from women. This is their argument. We have to act now to protect Kavanaugh. But we don't care about the kids. We don't care about the teachers slaughtered in schools. We don't care about brown folks slaughtered in grocery shops. Let us not have sensible gun laws. Let us not have a ban on semi-assault weapons. You know, guys, I don't know about you. I want to live in a country where the lives of school children are valued as much as a Supreme Court drunk. Explain to me why the Supreme Court needs to have more liberty. Why the Supreme Court needs more safety than the average American classroom. Donald Trump tweeted a video of one of his followers saying the only good Democrat is a dead Democrat. Donald Trump retweeted that. Did Mitch McConnell demand an apology? Did anyone on Breitbart or Patriot or Fox News or Newsmax get offended by it? House Republicans did the opposite. Today, they had a press conference to argue why it's really important for freedom and liberty to fight against doing anything to help protect American lives. Here's Lady Blah Blah, Lauren Boebert, suggesting that by passing laws to prevent mass slaughter, she might be letting down the good folks of Colorado. None of us here today 
were elected because the voters back home wanted less freedom, fewer rights, and greater regulations. Make no mistake, the tragedy in Uvalde weighs heavy on all of us. But blaming the gun rather than the criminal is not helpful nor productive. Us Americans, we all mourn the loss of these children. We do not differ in our hearts. We differ in data, in logic, and in response. Mm, yeah. We do not look to knee-jerk legislation driven by emotion. We can secure our schools without giving an inch on our Second Amendment rights. We can certify and arm teachers and make sure that these schools are impenetrable. I did not come to Congress to negotiate the rights of my constituents away. Now, again, she's right. We do differ in solutions. She doesn't want to do anything to make it harder for the next mass killer to get their hands on machines designed to slaughter children really fast in large numbers. She wants to arm teachers. Teachers can't get enough money for chalk. And they want to arm the schools. They want to turn the schools into fortresses. But of course, who's going to pay for that, Lady Blah Blah? Are the good people of Colorado going to be willing to pay for that training? To pay for that hardware? To pay for that ammo? You think if you have guns in every classroom in America, it's going to keep people safe and no one's going to get killed? No, they don't mean it. They say these things for the cameras until the cameras find something else shiny to focus on and nothing gets done. Here's Jim Jordan. He takes a more direct tack on fear-mongering. Watch Jim Jordan look away from violence like it's young wrestlers being assaulted sexually in a locker room. A7. The Democrats are out to destroy the Second Amendment, plain and simple. They have told us that. I said this earlier today. They, um, you know, the president has said he wants to get rid of the most popular handgun in America. Uh, Michael Moore has said it's time to repeal the Second Amendment. During the 10-hour markup we had in judiciary last week, uh, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee said this is just the start. We're not finished. So they want to go much further. And, of course, uh, Congressman uh, Jones said that um, – If this bill doesn't pass, we will get rid of the filibuster. We will expand the Supreme Court. We'll do whatever it takes to take people's firearms away from them. Their beef, plain and simple, is with this statement. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's what bugs them. That's what they're going after. Plain and simple. Today they got this hodgepodge of bills, six different pieces of legislation they've thrown together that basically tells American citizens, law-abiding American citizens, tells them when you can get a gun, what kind of gun you can get, and where and how you have to store it in your own darn home. And, of course, what they're doing tomorrow, the red flag legislation, some of the most dangerous bill I've ever seen, because it would say someone who doesn't like you can go file a complaint. There's a hearing within 24 hours where they can take away your firearm, take away your Second Amendment liberties. As the whip said, take away your God-given right to defend yourself. They can take that away from you, and you're not even allowed to be present at that hearing. You're not allowed to confront your accuser. Nope, they can just strip you of your fundamental liberty. Okay, I know, right? It's like it's like the lie ride at Six Flags. Let's break those down really quick. Uh, Joe Biden is not trying to destroy the Second Amendment. No Democrats are. Michael Moore is not a lawbreaker, lawmaker, doesn't serve in Congress. Um, They're not finished because they haven't started yet. They've done nothing. They're not calling for confiscating arms. They don't ever mention the well-regulated militia. When they fawn over keep and bear arms, don't they? They ignore the first part of the Second Amendment the way they ignore the Jesus parts of the Bible. And red flag laws only take guns away from mentally ill people who have been deemed a threat to American life until they're deemed safe to own their kill machines again. And finally, an AR-15 is not your God-given right. It's your goddamn entertainment. Let's talk about some of the people these Republicans want to have easy access to guns. Because this is the third incident in a week. Involving potential or actual police violence. On Friday, the Capitol Police arrested a 56-year-old retired cop from Flint, Michigan, who showed them a fake badge. And they looked in his car and they found a BB gun, two ballistic vests, several high-capacity magazines, and other ammunition. Good policing stopped that retired cop from using it. But also on Friday, you don't hear Republicans talking too much about what happened to Juneau County Judge John Raymer in New Lisbon, Wisconsin. A 56-year-old man broke into the judge's house, and the judge was found zip-tied to a chair in his home, 
and had been fatally shot. The killer died by suicide after the police in Wisconsin tried to negotiate with him. He broke into a judge's house, tied the judge to a chair, and murdered him in his basement. This just happened the other night in Wisconsin. And when the cops searched the killer's vehicle, they found a kill list he had written of potential targets that included the Democratic governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer. A right-wing nut broke into a judge's house, murdered him, and had a hit list with the Democratic governor of the state on it. Do you think Republicans are blaming the leader of their party for the hit list? And finally, let's go to the champion of gun hypocrisy, the man who took a bullet and learned nothing from the experience, Steve Scalise, who once described himself, and I'm not making this up, as David Duke without the baggage. Steve Scalise, who uh, has been against equal care, equal rights for women his whole life, voted against fair pay, has voted against anything that would help uh, give dignity to the lives of LGBT people. And when he was shot, his life was saved by a black woman lesbian cop. Here's Steve Scalise saying the dumbest thing you will hear all day to remember, remember the 11th of September. ...that were creating those attacks. And airplanes were used that day as the weapon to kill thousands of people and to inflict terror on our country. There wasn't a conversation about banning airplanes. There was a conversation about connecting the dots. How can we try to figure out (coughs) if there are signs we can see to stop the next attack from happening? And some people might have thought that wasn't possible. And yet, because Congress came together and focused on the root cause of the problem, thank God we have been able to stop other attacks on our homeland. And there have been... Okay, we literally literally grounded every airplane. We pulled every airplane from the skies for days. I don't know what Scalise is talking about. I had a flight scheduled the week of 9-11. I had a wedding back in New York. We had to rent a car and drive cross-country as the country was beginning to flip out. (laughs) We still have incredibly inconvenient boarding processes for airplanes because of that. We suffered inconvenience because we knew protecting American life was worth it. But we'll do that when it comes to foreign terrorists, not the homegrown kind. No, these Republicans will do nothing to make it harder for dangerous extremist Americans to get their hands on mass kill machines. And here's the thing about Steve Scalise. If he had come out for gun safety after a mentally disturbed guy shot him, you know what would have happened? The NRA would have funded a Republican primary challenger against him, and he would have been thrown out of Congress. That's the Republican Party, folks. If they do their jobs, they lose their jobs. Here's the good news. There are some adults out there. I want you to hear the best piece of audio you'll hear all day. In the House Oversight Committee, future president, Representative Katie Porter, wants to use the same standard for guns as the government used for Peloton. Of those children died. A consumer product that causes this much harm to the public would normally be subject to a recall. But federal law prohibits the Consumer Product Safety Commission, the agency responsible for protecting the public from dangerous products from regulating guns. This is absurd. After one child died using a Peloton treadmill last year, the Consumer Product Safety Commission intervened and recalled the product. But when hundreds of children die using guns, there is no federal response. There is no federal safety standard for guns. Even though 40,000 Americans hurt or kill themselves or other people in hundreds of accidents every year. Instead of regulating guns like any other consumer product, federal law protects gun manufacturers. A teenager can watch a video online and learn how to modify a rifle to make it more deadly. And the gun industry avoids any liability if that teenager uses that modified rifle to fire repeatedly and rapidly at innocent people, even though their products could be designed to prevent unsafe modifications. I wanna give an example. In 2001, a 13-year-old boy named Billy accidentally shot his father's handgun and killed his friend Josh. Billy mistakenly thought the gun was unloaded because he had removed the gun's magazine. Josh's family sued the gun manufacturer for failing to warn Billy and other consumers that their product could be fired without a magazine. It's a simple case. It should have been decided by a jury as is provided under the Constitution. Instead, because of the gun industry's immunity, the gun manufacturer was able to dismiss the case without a trial. 
If a pharmaceutical company failed to warn customers about the known risks of one of their drugs, they could face thousands of lawsuits. But we allow the gun industry to sell weapons without taking any precautions to protect children and families from fatal accidents. Mr. Suplina, do you think the gun industry would do more to protect children if Congress ended their immunity? Absolutely. Would ending the gun industry's immunity put gun manufacturers out of business? No, it would not. And there you go. Future President Katie Porter. Look, this is what the majority of American people want. Up to age 21 for buying guns. Okay, up the age. Uh, background checks. Expand them. Make them deeper. Uh, ban high-capacity magazines. You can sh tackle a guy when he's reloading after firing off 10 rounds. Um, remove the liability shield, like Katie Porter was talking about. Treat them like the tobacco companies and let people start suing them for the damage their products are designed to do. And ban assault rifles, like the AR-15. They went down, we banned them. We care about American lives, right? We got to pay $700 billion a year in a military budget because we care about American lives, right? But every single one of these Republicans, every one of them, my friends, are fighting for Brett Kavanaugh's stalker to have easy access to AR-15s. Look, I'm sorry Brett Kavanaugh's privacy was violated. I'm sorry his safety was threatened today. But maybe now he knows what it's like to be a woman in America with Brett Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with your calls and the great Bob Seska. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. So Louisiana has become the latest state to ban transgender girls from participating in sports in public schools, even though there are no transgender girls trying to participate in sports in Louisiana public schools. You want to be infuriated? Think about this. Uh, Governor John Bell Edwards, Democrat, vetoed a nearly identical bill last year. And he said, uh, I've allowed that bill to become law without my signature, not because I thought the bill was good. I hope that we can all get to a point where we realize these young people are doing the very best they can to survive. I just think that we can be better than that. He called it unfortunate and distressing, but the bill had more than two-thirds majority support in both chambers of the Louisiana state legislature, which would mean if he vetoed it again like he did last year, they would be able to override it. Uh, Louisiana now is added to a list of 18 other states that have passed completely stupid, unnecessary legislation over dire concerns that transgender girls could have an unfair physical advantage. It's just insane. The Human Rights Campaign and the Trevor Project condemned John Bell Edwards' inaction in statements today. Governor Edwards' decision betrays his LGBTQ constituents and fails the transgender youth who were counting on his leadership. And, you know, the governor said it was unfortunate and distressing, but it said it would have become law whether or not he signed it. I, I can't help but think he could have gone down in flames on this. <laughs> you know, he said that, again, since the last year when it was done, there have been no transgender girls who have gone out for public school sports. Once again, the Republican Party winning the battle of making people happy who already like the Republican Party while doing nothing to help their constituents. Into the fray comes the great Bob Seska, one of our favorite guests, host of the Bob Seska Show. You might also be a fan of his work on the Stephanie Miller Show or his columns at Salon and Daily Banter. Mr. Seska, 
bring the sanity. How are you, sir? Hi, John. You know, here's my thing about what you were just talking about. I think at the core of this, beyond the equality aspect, is that I think in this country we take uh, elementary school, high school level sports way too seriously. I point to Friday Night Lights as an example, where these children are being treated like professional athletes and the stakes are so high. The pressure is so enormous. I remember coming up in radio and broadcasting high school basketball, baseball, football on radio and the pressure that that would put, I think, on some of these very, very young athletes. It's unnecessary. But that's, yeah. that's just I'm not I'm not a huge sports guy. So that's part of my bias on this. But I think at that level, I think we could stand to ease back a little bit on the uh, the stakes of, of that level of sports. Right. But again, you know, they don't actually care about any of this. This is the Republican Party giving mm-hmm. the illusion that they're doing something well, for yeah, somebody. Yes. And it, it was it was the communists and then it was the drug dealers. And then it was the Muslims. And (laughs) usually around this time of year, it's the undocumented immigrants. But no, trans children are the new boogeymen. And trans children are the group we're allowed to hate, the group that they beat up because the cruelty is the point. The only people that I think uh, Republicans hate more than women and black people are trans people. (laughs) I'm beginning to think that. I mean, the number of people who are so immensely threatened, and some of this is in the the stand-up community, so immensely threatened by trans people. I don't know. Did... I mean, are trans people running around smacking the microphones out of hands of stand-ups? Or, no, you know, no, but here, here's the deal. All of these people that are so anti-trans right now, mm-hmm. when they're old, young people are going to be disgusted because kids yeah. are going to grow up in an America with transgender people, and they're not mm-hmm. going to have these hang-ups. Thank and transgender, yeah. there have been more Republican politicians arrested for lewd behavior in bathrooms than trans women in this country. And right. kids today are going to grow up seeing this as being a shit on minority. And all these people, including our comedian friends who do the transgender jokes, they're going to be grotesque old bigots someday. Yeah. 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 That's it. History is not going to look kindly on uh, a lot of people these days. And, and that's certainly one group that's on the list. There's always got to be some marginalized minority that mm. right wing people shit on. And the Muslims and the undocumented folks and the refugees can breathe a temporary sigh of relief. Yeah, yeah. Easy targets is Easy what targets. they love most. Yeah. 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 Well, they're not going to do anything for healthcare or education, Bob. Come on. They're not <laughs> no, going to do anything takes to make effort. it safer for your kid to not get shot by an AR-15. They're not going to do anything right. to improve the quality of the air or water. My God, these are politicians. No, their yep. job is to get elected, and they get elected by scaring dumb white people into voting for them. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the racket. That's and exactly they're good how it at works, it. and they're doing a nice job of it, unfortunately. Well, so, so I'm curious what you thought of Matthew McConaughey yesterday showing up at the White House, because... This is a guy who's not a liberal, and this is a guy who I dare say even Trump supporters generally like. And he came there not as some leftist who hates guns, who wants to repeal the Second Amendment. He came there as a responsible gun owner, like the majority of responsible gun owners, who are really pissed off that the Second Amendment rights are being so abused. What was your take on his appearance? There's so much to say about the content of his remarks yesterday. I I want to look at this, though, for a second from a politics point of view, from a PR point of view. Whoever put this together is a fucking genius. This was such a a tremendously positive move toward taking a bite out of the gun culture in this country. And I'll explain what that means. Uh, I think there are a lot of people who don't normally engage in the political shovel fights, who bring their kids to school every morning and go to work, and then they go and pick up groceries, and they come home and they watch reality television or whatever the hell it is, and they don't follow politics the way we do. And this this set of remarks by Matthew McConaughey will resonate with those people. I haven't checked, but I would wager that at least some highlights of what Matthew McConaughey said we're on TMZ today. I mean, it goes beyond the, yeah. the politics of all of this. And I think, you know, what we call colloquially as the folks, I think the folks 
are going to pay attention to this because it's not the that team versus the other team and the teams, you know, the, the kind of the stereotype of the outsider view of American politics is just, oh, well, they're both sides and they're always fighting and they're always going to be fighting. This broke through that in such a significant way, and it especially helped that his remarks were so emotional and salient and well-delivered yeah. and interesting and you you really believed it. So more like this, please. Let's have more of this kind of standing up for what's right and cutting through the noise. What, what an immense uh, uh, presentation that was. You can tell the right wing was flustered and flabbergasted how to smear him for it because right away Breitbart and the other right wingers are talking about all the movies that Matthew McConaughey has used guns in. Uh, According to the Internet Movie Firearms Database, he has used 19 guns in 11 movies over 25 years. So logically, he's a complete hypocrite. You know, only only in right wing bubbles can someone using a fake gun for fake violence mean they have no credibility when they decry real guns causing real violence. It's just. (laughs) I I mean, yeah, you can't start blasting an actor for using a fake gun in a fictional story when your own party, I'm talking about the Republican Party, routinely releases videos and campaign ads in which their members and their candidates are seen shooting legislation they don't like for real, with real bullets and real oh AR-15s. Yeah. I don't want to hear anything about Matthew McConaughey playing in a, in a role and he's, he's carrying a gun in that role. Although, you know, I will say, just as a matter of course here, that it would be nice if Hollywood were to maybe pull back a little bit from, uh, you know, aggrandizing guns and things like that, the use of firearms in, in, in movies and shows. That would be nice. It would also be nice if the TV network stopped running any commercials that contained firearms in them, including mm-hmm. those aforementioned political commercials, too. So there are things that I think Hollywood and the entertainment industry can do differently to, like Matthew McConaughey, take a chunk out of the gun culture in this country and stop glorifying guns. But that's not the heart of what this problem is. That's more like look over here at the shiny, you know, at the at the dog with the puffy tail. Go chase after that dog. That's all they're doing. That's all they're (laughs) doing. Can you believe an actor does things in movies? Can you believe it? He married a wedding planner in real life, but it wasn't Jennifer Lopez. Can you believe he did this? I mean, unbelievable. You know, I saw Interstellar. He does not actually live in space. Who the hell is Matthew McConaughey to come here on Earth when he lives? I mean, good God. Why is he telling people you can travel inside of a black hole and go back in time and see your daughter 20 years earlier? I mean, how how is that even possible? Well, the the good news is um, the one Republican who will take a bullet for ignorance, Steve Scalise, who who literally can get shot by a mentally ill person. And then fight harder for mentally ill people to have easy access to guns uh, Mm -hmm. came out and said, uh, well, what about we didn't ban airplanes after 9-11, even though we literally pulled every airplane out of the sky for a week after 9-11. It's just, Bob, I think our Republican friends, they they, maybe they're inhaling so much lead dust at the firing range. They're they're not good at analogies, are they? I'm kind of worried about their metaphor skills. They're very bad at that, John. And one of the reasons is if Steve Scalise wants to bring up airplanes and 9-11 using airplanes as, as weapons, let's start talking about the regulations that are applied to airlines for safety, liability. I mean, you could go down a list and start reading that list and you'd still be reading it three years later. That's how many regulations we have on airplanes, uh, commercial uh, airline companies, on pilots, on staff, uh, from the loader, the people uh, putting the baggage in the bellies of the planes to the uh, the staff that is actually on the airplanes. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. If you want to start talking, making that comparison. I see this all the time on Twitter. Uh, where you bring up guns and the track record of violence and death. And they say, well, cars kill a lot of people. I mean, how many people are killed by automobile accidents every day? Well, you know what? Again, same analogy. Let's start regulating guns like we regulate cars and drivers in this country. But also cars, cars, when used as the manufacturer intends, Mm -hmm. do not kill people. 
It's right. really simple. When you use yeah. a car correctly, it doesn't kill people. When you use an AR-15 the way it's intended, yeah, you mow motherfuckers down. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, firearms, intrinsic to firearms, are killing and wounding living things, whether you're talking about animals or human beings. That is the sole function of a firearm. I mean, sure, you can take it and use it to shoot a target with, but you're still practicing to shoot something that's living with the possibility, the very real possibility of killing that thing. Now, with a car, it gets you from A to B. Airplane gets you from A to B. There are other intrinsic values to those devices. So it's just, again, it's something that works really, really well with the rubes, with the poorly educated, as Donald Trump called them. And that's about it. Uh, but it's, it's the yeah. same with this thing that we see online about the border, about there being a border crisis. And then every Republican tweets about all the fentanyl and meth and cocaine that has been successfully seized by Joe Biden's border control. To the I point know. where the other day, Bill Haggerty tweets about how there have been 420. There's been a 420 percent increase in seizures at the border this year over April of 2020 when Mr. Borders security, Donald Trump, was president. Yes. I mean, I, that's a Republican saying. But that. and they're literally complaining about what a good job the Border Patrol is doing. You know, yeah. literally, the Border Patrol is doing what they're there for. They're intercepting these narcotics before they come into sure. America. And they're trying to blame it on the commander in chief that they're actually coming here and that they're they're catching them. It's like this is all they have is the faux outrage. Look, I think the best part of McConaughey giving the speech is that he is a gun owner. And I yeah. know so many people who own firearms and they're very careful and they're very safe and they have no problem with waiting a few days to get a gun. They have no problem with raising the age to get a mass kill machine. They don't need to fire more than 10 rounds when they're target sh shooting. They don't need to do it. These are toys for puerile, selfish child men. It's not about your rights. It's about your entertainment time and time again. And this whole notion that you have to arm yourself, Bob, to protect yourself against the government. If the government wants to come after you, go ahead and bring a gun to a drone fight. The government's going to crush you like a bug. It's just yeah. macho prick waving. It's so unmanly. And I, I'm kind of like, all right, go ahead and have all the guns you want. Fight for civilians to have AR-15s. Don't tell me you're pro-life. Don't ever tell me you're Christian. Don't tell me you're a patriot. Let's take yeah. those terms away from them. It's really all a bunch of subterfuge to disguise the fact that really this is about a collecting hobby. This is like collecting Beanie Babies or action figures, as you see behind me. Uh, this, is, this is a hobby for so yeah. many of these guys. And guns uh, are and awesome. I get it. Guns are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Or as John Thune was talking about, for shooting varmints. It's also, yeah, shooting varmints. That's the other reason. But neither of these things are worthy of having constitutional protections. There shouldn't be any constitutional protections for your ability to collect things because you're into having a hobby and you think they're going to increase in value or so, whatever the justification might be. None of that is worthy of having uh, constitutional rights or a, a, an amendment. That's why the amendment is very specific about there being well-regulated militias, and that's the intention yeah. behind having, because there was no standing on, uh, see, now, now I'm yeah. getting down into that rabbit hole. I know, they'll the, never the, talk about the well-regulated, exactly, no, they'll, always, they'll always skip that part, like they'll always skip the Jesus parts when they talk about their Bible. So, you know, and, and right. as far as the undocumented immigrants, Bob, any politician of any party who wants to talk about illegals, but doesn't mm. want to do anything about the white folks here in America doing all the hiring, is lying to you. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, it's supply and demand. If you want them mm -hmm. to stop crossing the border, start locking up the white people doing the hiring. They won't because they don't, because our economy would collapse without this low wage labor that's propping up our whole economy. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just they, they could do it, but it's all the same corporate greed. It's directly oh, yeah. tied to inflation. You know, if, if the rich people aren't struggling, then it's not inflation. It's price gouging. It's like all the time. The Republicans have these talking points. They're always bullshit. And the Democrats, being human punching bags, just let them run roughshod. So that yeah. leads me to the, my next question. What do you expect from the January 6th hearings? And do you think the Democrats will be able to make a good case on something? I, I think they will. I, I think it's going to... Uh, I don't want to overhype it. I don't want to raise expectations too much. But I think we're going to see a lot of things that up to this point we didn't know. We had no idea some of the things that they're going to be presenting 
not just tomorrow night, but in subsequent uh, public hearings. So I think this is all going to be positive. Whether our news cycle can endure something like this is a whole other story. Whether this breaks through is an entirely other story. I mean, whether it breaks through like Matthew McConaughey yesterday breaks through. That's, I think that's a big question mark. But I think this is something that has to be done, whether people generally pay attention or not. And the fact that it is at least got that hint of bipartisanship with Kinziger and Cheney, I think that's going to give it a little bit of uh, legitimacy. I mean, these are all things that we've been talking about since the committee was formed. But uh, seeing it through, if you try to put yourself into the shoes of someone who hasn't learned anything about what's been going on with the investigation into the insurrection, I think I I think their minds are going to be blown by some of this information. Uh, Yeah, I think we're going to see we're going to see Ivanka on tape. They're going to show Ivanka (laughs) on tape, I'm sure. I mean, like the cam. I mean, they're they're already saying that, you know, the amount of taped witness testimony we've never seen, the amount of photographs, the amount of uh, camera footage from within the Capitol. We've still mm-hmm. never seen. I think Americans need to be reminded of how violent this terrorist assault was. Things like the New York Times documentary and the HBO documentary do that. But um, I-, I think, Bob, this is more about the 2024 election than it is the last one. Not so oh, much yeah. in terms of yeah. Democrats trying to get voter turnout. I think it's really going to be a, a, a real call to arms, phys- metaphorically, that they're going to try and steal again. They're going to try and yeah. do it again. And I think this is going to have a lot more to do with the future than the past. Yeah, I, I hope I, I hope this does have a little bit of applicability to the midterms. I hope it, there is some sort of juice to uh, maybe change the outcome a little bit on the midterms, although I'm pretty much in your camp on this is more about 2024. Although if the Republicans are able to gain congressional majorities in the House and the Senate uh, in this coming up midterm, yeah, that, it's going to be a Republican Congress for the 2024 election and all the fuckery that's going to happen in the aftermath of that election or leading up to that election uh even then so uh everything is intertwined here but i mean the tragedy of everything we're looking at in american politics right now uh from the issues to what's happening on the hill the tragedy of all of this is that uh voters are going to go into uh, polling places in november whether it's a mail-in ballot ahead of time generally speaking they're going to vote Based on a temporary glitch in gas prices and uh, and inflation, something that is going to correct itself eventually. No Republican Congress is going to change gas prices or inflation. They voted against it last week. They voted against going after the gas stations that gouge prices. They voted against it. They need the shitty inflation so they can beat up Joe Biden with something. That's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, And the tragedy of it is. They're doing this knowing that Republicans are bought and paid by the NRA and the gun lobby. They know this uh, knowing that or they're going to do this, knowing that Republicans are rolling back voting rights, rolling back reproductive rights. Uh, Go on down the list, uh, not doing anything about guns, et cetera. I mean, this is the great disparity of American democracy. Uh, where we tend to use our democracy to vote based on what Barack Obama used to call silly season politics. <laughs> right oh, on. it's oh, I'm I hate these gas prices, so ah, uh, I'm going to punish Joe Biden for this and the Democrats, Mr. even Seska. though they had little yeah. to do with it. Yeah. We got to hit a break. How do our listeners follow gotcha. you and keep up with your work? Uh, BobSeskaShow.com. Follow my Patreon, and you can follow my podcast wherever on every platform. So good to see you. How about that Obi-Wan Kenobi? We'll see you next time. I love it. If you're on hold, stay tuned. We're going to have an hour of your calls coming right up. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let me go to David in Connecticut. Hi, David. You're on with Keith. Oh, man, that was quick. What's going on, John? Hi, not much. What's up? Chris. Yo, what up, Chris, in the background? What up, Chris? What's on your mind? All right, man. Well, you know, I've been, um, it's been a heavy few weeks, to say the least. I've been checking out the Senate hearings on the on the gun violence and the families testifying, and it's heavy. It's heavy. Um, if, if I have time, this will take probably a minute tops. I, I wanted to kind of attempt a bit of levity by okay. just hugging our whole community right now. Okay. So, um, you know, I've been known to put pen to paper, and uh, my most recent goes like this. Brother John, Brother John got it going on. He's got Thea and Chris banging airwave gongs. He's got Keith Price in the mix tonight. That's when I love calling in because the laughing is bright. Occasional trolls try to grill the glow. They can't hang or defang the fugle-sang flow. You know why? The signature. My man has class, witty polite as the dendrites bust that ass. Whether Kendall and Callie or Trucker Man Steve, they get served but invited back any time to breathe again. Extending hands, that's what we do. After planting some seeds, the garden done grew. Now Mitch from Kent State runs the trivia drum roll. Dave from Washington State's on data patrol. Michael from the Bronx is always on point, And the Valley Girl and Callie with the high-pitched voice. This is a taste of our beloved community. Dancing, embracing, expanding exponentially. Audio landscape, cozy nighttime cuddles, bringing wicked good trouble to that right-wing bubble via DJ Shadow and Neil Young's guitar. A KRS-One street light from afar. Addictive synth sweat from Arcade Fire. A delish blend of U2 and a blessed choir. Kissed by the beautiful star Midwind. Continuing the journey for all the children. We're all God's kids on Mother Earth forever. One day at a time, we aim for better weather. Let's breathe deep and soon get good sleep. Tomorrow's another day of breaths and progress. Thank you, John, for collective soul singing and inviting us all in to tell you everything. Awesome. That, that snaps popping. Wow, that was a, that was a good rehearsal. Uh, let's let's try it now for the take. Uh, exactly. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, whoa. I wasn't rolling. David, David, Stephanie Miller's never going to have a, a, a rap song that good for her show. My God, that was beautiful. Yeah. You really listen, Chris. How many references to our show did you catch in that? That was it beautiful. Was, it was a lot. It was. Are you incarcerated, sir? Like, why have you listened to the show that much? Do you have to do all this? Is your radio broken and you just can't change the dial? Are you a bilateral amputee, sir? Is that it? You can't. Uh, yeah, all of the above. I'm, I'm a dedicated flower in the garden, man. You know. Wow. Well, awesome. I got to change my answer. David in Connecticut is the greatest person ever walked the earth. We have an answer, yeah. folks. We can awesome. bring it in. I, I'm just reflecting your shine, bro. You, Keith, Chris. Thank Thea, you. Chris, we're sending that to Rocky Mountain Mike. He's going to put a beat on that. We're going to, turn that, we're going to set that to music. All right. Well, let's, you know, let's uh, <laughs> go with your initial impulse and do a take two, take three, and get it perfect. Before we put it, <laughs> put it I think we got it. I think we got it. Yeah. I don't even know I'm what to say, Connecticut. David. I'm that was beautiful. Far, Okay, I'll that was. The, I'll come down to the city and, and hit the studio with you anytime. Ah, okay. Well, we'll have to make <laughs> that right. happen sometime. Come on down and yeah, and, yeah. You, you're gonna you're gonna drop rhymes like that. You'd be welcome to. Thank I'm you. I'm a buddy. native New Yorker, bro. I'm, it's like coming home. Deeply honored. Where in What's Connecticut are you? Uh, Hartford area. Two hours. Oh, right on. Okay, so you're you're. I know yeah. I know Hartford very State well. Penn, yeah. I know yeah. that ferry. I grew up I in I grew ferry. up in White Plains, and and oh, when okay. I was a little kid, I was on West 96. So. You know. You're kidding. Oh, my God. You really yeah. were one. That, my, my kid goes to school there. That's amazing. Yeah, brother. You know, ber- you know, birds of a feather, the extended fam, the fam expands. I love you guys, uh, man. Thank I'm you. deeply moved, David. Please call up more often and let us praise you. We now have the, the answer to the greatest person in, in history. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you so much. I don't even know what to say to that, Keith. That was awesome. Are you kidding? That's that. It's like. Talk about being a P1 and being right on the moment, honey. He's, that was he's really good. all up in it. And like I kept waiting for the writing to get kind of twee or embarrassing. That he, no, he kept it going. No, the writing never got tacky. We're That's going to break? Awesome. Is well, that where you're playing this you. song? Mitch, as we yeah, go to break. We... As we go to break, Mitch, you've been immortalized at a rap song by David from Connecticut. <laughs> 
dropped the mic, Dave. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, well, first of all, hey, uh, happy, happy, Keith. And, and John, hey. you know, uh, uh, if I may also, happy birthday, Boz Skaggs. Boz Skaggs. Uh, uh, Boss Skaggs, 78 years old. He's born right down the road here, 28 miles at Canton, Ohio. But Boss is a great boss. You've been immortalized in a rap song. I know that happens all the time for you. I know Gigi <laughs> Allen Gigi Allen wrote a lot of songs about you, Mitch. He went, he went right to the trivia. He went right to the trivia. I mean, the song just got better because of that. Uh, oh, yeah. It's Mitch's wedding day. He's like, well, uh, I do. But first, if I, if I one more, if I may, Father, uh, I just want uh. you to know that... <laughs> Go ahead. In the name Muhammad Ali, I am the greatest, right? Yes. All right, Mitchie. Right on, Mitch. God bless you. Have a great evening. Thank you. we got to take a break. Keith, you staying with us to leave very I'm right here, baby. I did. Wow. I just feel like that was more fun than prom night. We'll be right back. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Kendall, I can give you 30 seconds. Take your best shot. Great. Uh, which country do you think got it right on guns? Uh, which country would you like to have pattern our gun laws after? Australia. They okay. stopped mass killings. Um, no mass they, killings they in 26 like 70, years. They got like 70% compliance with that law. Uh, they figured No mass that, killings. No mass killings no mass in 26 killings. years. Yeah, Your they, family they deserves no mass killings. killings. Miracle of miracles. But, but they got like 70% compliance. Do you think you'd get anywhere close to that in the United States? I will settle for saving a few American lives, even in your right-wing family, Kendall, because your right-wing family deserves to live a long time. I know you don't like me to say it, but I'm fighting for you. Keith Price, how do our listeners follow you and keep up with all your work? They can find me at Comedy Daddy on the Twitter and KeithPriceComic.com for everything else. I got to thank uh, uh, Bob Seska, Chris Houseld, the great Thea Harper. Uh, and let's be honest, we got to thank Dave in Connecticut for stealing the whole show tonight. Also, that was to great, Dave. Tomorrow night, it's going to be our live coverage of the first night of primetime January 6th hearings. Tune in. I'll be here with Corey Brett-Schneider and the Root Pundit. We will be giving you our takes and filling you in on all that you've missed. Be here tomorrow night. In the meantime, we'll see you later on. Someone, please, don't worry about the kids. Just keep Brett Kavanaugh safe. <laughs>